The coding durability test puts excess through a cycle of 10,000 strums. Through the lens of a microscope, it is clear that excess retains its composition better than other coded strings. Testing complete. John Bollinger with Premier Guitar. We are in Nashville, Tennessee at the Brooklyn Bowl, and I'm with Julian Lodge. Julian, thanks so much for uh, coming here today. Thanks for you coming here today. It's my pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Great hearing you guys play during your sound check, and great seeing you on this guitar that everybody has seen you with. <laughs> I've been playing this for a while, haven't I? Yeah. Now, how did, as a jazz guy, how did yeah. the whole Telecaster thing happen? Well, you know, because not an obvious choice. It's not necessarily an obvious choice, but historically, you know, they've been peppered throughout the history of Oh, yeah. Of Jimmy Co Bryant. Yeah, <laughs> who I think is the greatest ever and yeah. my tone hero. Oh god, amazing. He's amazing. And um and in and, and you know, a lot of players, whether it be a telecaster or just a solid body, it's it's kind of part of the fabric of um I think electric guitar in general, obviously, but definitely jazz too. Yeah. Um, growing up, I, I played a Stratocaster. My father had a Telecaster. I always loved a Telecaster. Um, I, I kind of fell for the 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 myth that I couldn't play one because I was a jazz player. Yeah. And then at some point, I think I just called it in question and said, "That's not necessarily true." <laughs> I started playing them at guitar stores. I think, God, someday I'm going to do it. Yeah. I bought one. I bought a Nash, a beautiful Nash Tele years ago. And for like one or two songs a night, I'd play it with my band. Yeah. Uh, at the time, I was playing a Linda Manzer Archtop, and that was feeling great. And then it was three songs, and it was four songs. And I said, you know what? I just got to let go of any preconceived notions. Right. And fall, really let myself fall in love with it. I'd say the biggest reason why I fell in love with it was just the bluntness of it, you know? Um, I, I'm relatively sparse in terms of equipment or effects, you know? Sure. And I, I like an instrument that kind of just doesn't do anything unless you do something. You know, right. like, it's, it's a right. bit masochistic, but it's also um, quite an education. Sure. Um, so it's a very true instrument. All tellies possess that, I think. And this one in particular, I think, does it better than just about anyone I've played. Okay, so tell me about, about this. Well, yeah, this is a uh, nacho caster, nacho guitar. Uh, nacho is one of the great, you know, he's a dear friend of mine, just a great thinker and, and uh, contributor to the world of guitar. Famously wrote the Blackguard Telly book. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, now okay. the Pinecaster book. A very, very important fixture in our community. And he loves Telecasters and he makes them, as well as other Fender-style guitars. Um, and I, I, this is the second one of his that I play. I have another one. Um, started playing it many years ago. He's in Valencia, Spain. Wow. And... His methods of making them and his just sensibilities, I think, are absolutely dialed. Uh, the feel, the weight, um, and the honesty that I was speaking of before. That's yeah. all very, very apparent when you play any of his guitars. So did he build it to your specifications or you just say go crazy? He, he makes them in batches, typically. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple times a year I'd say... There are these batches of 20, 30 guitars, and this was one of the batch. I, 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 I you know, um, I don't really have 
there's not much I would say to someone like him because he just knows what it's supposed to be like. Sure. Um, and so the other one I had is more based on a broadcaster. It's a broadcaster. Yeah. Uh, and then this one came with a P90. The only I can tell you, I, I'm a diehard obsessive um, of Ron Ellis's. Ron Ellis, the great oh, pickup sure. maker. And so these are Ron Ellis pickups. This is actually a um, an Ellisonic, which is the pickup that was built for the signature guitar we made for Callings. It's oh. just in a P90 case. Okay. So uh, ostensibly, this functions as a solid body version of the signature guitar. And I don't ever change from the neck position. Um, really? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not there yet. Kind of live there all the time. I like Cause, it. Because it's funny, because I'll, I'll hear you, and sometimes it's digging in, and it's got yeah. a bite to it. Yeah. But it might just be your attack or where I you're... I think that's all I, I can attribute anything like that to. Um, in volume, you know, the difference for me with, between being on 8 and 9 on the volume knob is huge. It's yeah. like you get top end. And if you're at 10, you have this bright, bright spectrum. Sure. So I definitely think of the volume knob as a tone knob. Sure. You know, and then the tone knob sits a little bit below uh, being fully open. I'd say it's just just a little, darkens a little bit of that bitey thing. Yeah. Um, I have hopes of using more of the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. In my life, I've done it. I just yeah. lately, it doesn't matter. there any time you want it. I did a whole tour. <laughs> I did a tour once just to prove that I could, to myself that I could. It was a European tour and every, every song every night was bridge pickup and I thought, that was really fun, and then I just my ears got a little bit ringy, and I thought, okay, yeah. I'm gonna warm it up. You see people wincing in <laughs> yeah, the audience. Yeah. What's well, weird? It seems like most of humanity likes brighter. They they can tolerate it. Yeah. I tend to I tend to get sheepish. Oh, um, but yeah. but the truth of the Elisonic pickup is it's derived from the Dynasonic profile. And Dynasonic okay. pickups, as you'll find in Gretsch's or old Martin Electrics, they have a snarl to them. Yeah. And then when you back off, they kind of get comfy huh. in a little bit of a, a warmer blanket. So it's the nature of the pickup, I think. Yeah. And it looks like faddish frets on that. I suppose so. It's whatever was <laughs> whatever, put on him. Whatever, whatever <laughs> Nacho did. Whatever he did, I like. Uh, is it an ash body? It is, as I understand it. Flat wound strings, which I've just started playing more recently. Oh, really? Yeah, flat ones on a telly is a good thing. Yeah. Um, do you, how often do you change them? It's it, less and less. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I used to I used to change them, you know, every show. I was, sure. I mean, for most of my life. And then these have been on here. I don't know, a month or so. Um, God, that's great. It's kind of cool. Yeah, intonation is slipping at the moment. I sure. know that. But uh, it's just kind of part of the thing. It's yeah. Okay. It's I, I'm I'm loosening my grip on that whole world. <laughs> yeah, um, that's that's a good way to put it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like don't 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 die on that hill. <laughs> yeah. But um, but they're Daddario strings, and I've been using their strings forever. And I love them. Um, it's just, it's kind of a, a V profile neck. Yeah, it looks chunky. -ish. It's chunky, exactly. It's chunky ish, is right. It's like sometimes it'll feel really thick, and other parts it'll be relatively speedy. Um, yeah. but it's a great guitar. Yeah, okay. Well, that is cool. Now, yeah. I want to talk about your signature. Sure. Congratulations, by the way, on that. Thank That's you a very big much. deal. And, and Collins is just a killer company, they're amazing. They're so cool. Do you want me to plug it oh, in? Oh, yeah. I'd be happy no, we to. We can talk about this thing all day. But... No, you should just hear it. <laughs> we should just hear it. Just hear it. This was a guitar that, you know, started with a relationship that I feel very fortunate to have had with Bill, Bill Collings. Yeah. And, and we made an acoustic guitar together, signature model, an OM style guitar. And uh, what's, what's so hip about Bill and the whole team, Aaron, Clint, Mark, Steve, everybody at the Collings company um 
they sincerely want to see progress oh. in the development of their instruments. And I came in as a little bit of a thorn in their side because I said, well, I like guitars that are uh, not the quintessential perfect thing, but they have um, something kind of eccentric about them. And to try to quantify what that thing is, what makes something a little off kilter but lovable, is it's like, it's speculation, it's pure speculation. Right. Um, but we found it, at least in my opinion, with the acoustic. With the electric, it was a similar conversation. Um, and, it, and it largely centered around the pickup before anything else. We said two, two rules. It's got to be centered around a pickup that has a personality that's worth putting this time into because the pickup is such a big part of the sound. Sure. It, won't, it can't be an afterthought. Yeah. And then the other thing is for the guitar as an electric to function uh, as a resonant acoustic, you know, instrument, which is what they do so well. You yeah. Know, they, they dial this stuff. And um, I don't know. I'm just deeply grateful to them. And this is the guitar that came out of that. So it's a hollow body? Is that? It's partially hollow. There's some business in the middle, some wood in there, and, the, and, and I don't want to lead anyone astray by describing it incorrectly but it's a very deliberate thing it's not just a block yeah we tried that it didn't work <laughs> it didn't work uh the bigsby was added uh frankly for weight oh without really? it it's it's i think it's five pounds with it it's about six wow and that gets you right to this place where the fundamental is still there and you have this kind of brilliant overtone thing yeah um, I also don't touch that much, like the bridge pickup. I don't. I hope <laughs> right. I, I, I do. I'll Just in it. case, maybe someday sure. <laughs> yeah, while in Europe. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <I'll> go. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, 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 and it's a, These are the Elisonic pickups, and um, it, they're higher output. I want to say these are in the 10k range, and they drive the front end of a deluxe, which is what I typically use, or a deluxe style amp. They drive it in such a way that I. Um, I just feel like I really don't need pedals. I already yeah. don't really use them, but I do like when uh, air is pushed a little harder. Sure. And this 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 guitar does that, but because it's semi-hollow, it backs off right before it's slamming your ear. Yeah. Just everything gets a little diffused. There's a little less decay. Um, it's a great guitar. <laughs> Let's hear it's this cool. thing. Let's do the taste test. It's a cool, it's so... Oh, that's great. It does these other things too. Wow. That's a cool guitar. That's great, man. I think, of, it's, I think it's more, honestly, I think it's more of a rock machine than than anything yeah. i happen to play what i play on it but yeah. in hearing other, i've heard different people play it you know in very non-jazz context and i always think god that's a cool guitar yeah. it's just dead and old and but it's just beautiful and comfortable so once again uh the whole callings family just knocked it out of the park they're said they're they're i really cherish those guys do you know what the what woods they use is it a I, is it a i know it's mahogany and I would say this is some sort of maple, right? But I don't know much more than that. Um, it's this floating bridge here, and we've got the, the nylon saddles. Does, so does the, it's not tacked down? Your bridge isn't? 
This one might be. I've had several of these as kind of prototypes yeah, over sure. the years. I, know, I think the moving, one you would buy a would have, target. Yeah. yeah, you know how it is with that. Yeah. But but that 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 this the one you would buy would would work. I can yeah. guarantee you. <laughs> I'm pretty you sure it's here, folks. <laughs> the one you buy will work. Yeah. Will work. <laughs> That's great. That's that guitar. That's great. And now. Okay, so you're running flat wounds on this as this well? This is also flat wounds. What, what gauge? This is 11 to 49. Yeah. Uh, pretty much a standard flat wound set that D'Addario makes. On the Telecaster, I have a, a unwound 20 as the G string, okay. which is thicker than it would normally come with. But for whatever reason, um, it's more appropriate to the long scale of the Tele, huh. this is a shorter scale guitar. Um, but yeah, there, 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 there's something kind of felty about this guitar in general. So even with round wounds, we've made several recordings at this point with this guitar. And before I switched to flat wounds, and the, and the shimmer of the round wound is kind of offset by the darkness and the feltiness of the hollow. So it always sounds the same. Yeah. I just kind of like the feel of flat wounds. Sure. sure. That's kind of the difference. Well, well, congrats. Fabulous Thank you. guitar. Thank you. Way to go. Now, I know you're traveling with one more. Yeah. Let's, uh, Let's look at this one. Yeah. This is a killer guitar. In many respects, this has kind of been my, something I've been quite, I don't know, I've been really infatuated with it and, and mostly just play it at home. Um, but I've started playing it on the road more because, um, you know, we're in a van or a sprinter and you can do it and I don't have to check it or anything like yeah. that. This so, is, um, okay, so here, this is an interesting guitar. This is a 1955 uh, Les Paul. And it was uh, a gift from my, my dear friend, someone who I love and respect so, just so much, Christopher Guest. Wow. And Chris and I have known each other for quite some time. And we're, really? We're, we're guitar buddies, you know. And Spinal Tap, Christopher Guest? The one and only. Wow. God, that just... Now, I thought, I thought the Les Paul connection was cool, but yeah. boy. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah it's kind of... Now, is he Nigel? He's in, Nigel. Oh, That's God. the character. Nigel Tufts. <laughs> but, but it just so happens that Chris, Christopher and I share, a, um, I'd say, a very similar sonic palette. Oh. You know, the things he likes about not only guitars, but mandolins, mandolas. There's this... All I can describe it as is a really sincere profile of the note that is pretty... On electric, pretty much something you'd only find in a neck position. Um, and we just have this, I just love for this thing. Uh, years ago, I was at his house, and I played this guitar. He bought it in 82. And when Spinal Tap was out, you know, touring in 84, this was the only guitar he was playing on stage. Really? And, and, and it, was, it was really integral, you know? Yeah. And I, he said, we ch check out the, there's this guitar. Okay. And I sat down and played, and we both kind of were like, this is like the great jazz guitar sound you yeah. know playing through a little princeton and um anyway i i feel you know that at a loss of words for how great you know fortunate i am that i get to play this but i've always kept it like i said somewhat of a secret because um it's just my nature i suppose um but once you i'll show you once you kind of get into this instrument i think it actually is the convergence of everything the Callings has and the Telecaster oh. in a lot of ways.
Such a good guitar. God, that's great. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Yeah, and I was, when you were playing, I was just thinking about everything that's come out of that guitar. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, think about everything that happened between 50, 55, yeah. and 82 when he bought it. And so then the Spinal music. Tap music. I know, I know. Well, it's, I mean, it's, 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 that, that's one of those, wow, you know, what is, what is anything? It's hard to grasp, just kind yeah. of the magnitude of what, what this guitar is represented in different worlds. Yeah. Um, what a cool, what a cool it's life. It's a cool thing, yeah. right? And, 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 I, and I feel very much like a steward of it. You know, um, yeah. I'm learning how to play it constantly. Um, and just kind of, you know what it is? You know what I think about with this is, as a player, it's so luxurious. Overtones are clear. The, the power in the low end is clear. It's like, you know, it, it doesn't get better. And just as a musician, I think I've learned that, I, I know this might sound a little silly, but it's almost like I, I have to believe I'm worth it. Yeah. I've often played guitars, that, like I was alluding to before, that more or less you have to fight. Yeah. Um, and, it, and part of that is fun, and part of it is because I don't know what it is. <laughs> this one, anything's possible, so it really comes down to what do you hear? Yeah. What do you want to play? What's the voice, the music? And this will be 8,000% there for you. Um, and I, I just, I, it just really lights me up. You know? Yeah. So anyway, this is a very special guitar. God, that's great. And it's all stock, apparently. Uh, yeah, well, I think I, I, we put that mojo... Mm -hmm. What is it called? The the uh, offset. Well, Joe Glazer makes something called. Joe, is it the, Joe's thing? Uh, Joe makes one that it might, might be that. I don't know. It's pretty. It's it very well could. Yeah. I, I remember that Joe made one. Uh, T R Crandall, which is my shop in New York. Okay. That's my home shop. Um, they very graciously just put this on to make it work and. Perfect. Um, well, it's. It's sounds guitar, just right? dead on, man. I know it's. Wow. Yeah, this is this is a special one. Yeah, that's fabulous. Thank you. Okay, great guitars. Now Thanks. let's let's talk amps. You're usually a small Fender guy. Tend to be. Yeah. Uh, I, I think my happiest point as a guitar player was when I only traveled and played with a tweed uh, champ. I've seen, I've yeah, seen you. <laughs> I've seen you gig with that. It's, it's cool. Just, it's yeah. cool. It's it was it was amazing. I, I you know my my notion was that I. Uh, I ought to have the same volume structure as an, like an acoustic instrument. I think of myself as an acoustic guitar player kind of primarily, even if I'm in an amp. Um, and the champ functions as a governor, right? Sure. You can't, at a certain point, I mean, I don't, I'd only, I had a, we have a couple at home, a 59 and a 60, I think. Um, and both of them, I played around three. So it's, yeah. it's not breaking up. Um, but if I would come to a venue and the band was louder they would turn it up out there but this never changed on stage it couldn't it right. would saturate and compress and i could kind of go look see it doesn't work i can't <laughs> yeah. play louder you know God, uh, that's great that's great it, it was cool it, yeah. it, it, it got it, it i think of all equipment as kind of like um they're like professors you know and yeah. i got schooled by that amp <laughs> over and over again and at the peak of when it felt good i was playing strong i felt really like i was stripped down to the essentials yeah um Practicality sets in, and I wasn't able to always bring it and whatnot. So, by and large, I play a deluxe style amp, yeah. um, and I and I treat it the same way. The volume set. Um, yeah. Okay. So, what are you plugged in today? I this is a Magic amplifier by Mike Moody. Mike Moody is like, I don't know. He's just one of the baddest cats around as far as amp building as a yeah. guitar player, and frankly, him and Ron Ellis and the Callings family, and it's like. I think we're all birds of a feather, you know, oh, we, yeah. we crave the same thing. Um, so this is his uh, Vibro Deluxe. I plug into the normal channel um, because I provide my own reverb. 
And, <clears throat> excuse me, what's interesting, I don't know what speaker's in it at the moment, I forget, but um, I know we've tried things over the years. I'm at three right now in the volume. You, that's wow. high for me. Usually wow. it's around two. So wow. the amp's not really... God, my deluxe on. isn't even on it, too. Really? Yeah. I've had deluxe well, like that. maybe I'm that deaf. No. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's a funny thing. We all know that they sound good loud, you know? Yeah. Some, this one has this miraculous thing, though, where it feels like it's being pushed at a lower volume. Huh. Um, I've tried attenuators to just be like, what about that extra? Sure. It, it, it kind of muddies up the huh. works. Um, yeah, so I, I know it has great, uh, vibrato has great reverb, though I don't use it. Um, I don't use it. I just go right in, more yeah, or less. Yeah. Okay, so um, volume's on three, treble's on just above two, and bass yeah. is on three. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of... <laughs> Wow. Not terribly interesting, but well, it is I'm, what I do. I, yeah. You know what, Julie? I think it's really interesting because I've never even tried. Really? <laughs> it's yeah. good down there. Yeah. Wait, but, but dig this, man. These guitars are high. Their output slams them at that level. Oh. I play a 54 Telecaster sometimes. I've had it for years, and it's a really great guitar. More the Jimmy Bryant thing. Yeah. And that's a very weak pickup. And so sure. you have to crank it, and you, it never quite blooms right. You yeah. Know? Um, so it's it's I, I'm front I'm hitting this hard, um, in addition to the, basically what's going on down here. Yeah, what is your okay your non My, your non pedal board? Yeah, board. this is a non pedal board. I'm very I'm very I was kind of shy that pretty Spartan uh, <laughs> setup. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this feels big to me, but I I I, I put them back here because I don't even want to look, look at them when I'm playing. <laughs> you want to accidentally step on them? No, I don't want to. I'm <laughs> yeah. not your guy for that. But uh, tuner is self-explanatory. The 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 real. Shining Stars, this big one pedal um, by Shanai, and, and uh, I've been using it for a very long time. It functions, let's see if I can show you, uh, it functions kind of like an API preamp. Huh. It just gives it this little bit of boost, um, but a boost that's not overly saturated. Um, I'll show you. So here's, here's with it. Let's... Here's without it. Yeah. yeah, a little more sparkle, I guess. A little yeah. more sparkle, especially as it translates to a microphone. Like, huh. I notice that when I hear it with the pedal back through in a studio or in a show, I, it gives this thing that might, frankly, be otherwise uh, covered <laughs> by cymbals, you know, sure. in, a, in an ensemble with a drummer. So it's just this kind of like, uh, I don't know, this the backup sparkle. Yeah, but it, as you can tell, it's pretty transparent. It's not like it's no. It's it's a very subtle. That's a, that's pretty, and that's always on. Uh, Strymon Flint is the reverb. That's that's barely on too. Yeah, not much. It's not much yeah, without it. You're really not hiding anywhere. You're you're right out there. I wish I could, man. I, I've tried. I, you have to know that I've I've always, you know, I have so we have collected with so many colleagues who know how to use equipment to as a creative force sure anytime i've done it i think i there's uh there's an awkwardness where i um you know i'm still grappling with the fact that i play here but the sound comes out there that like that and i it sounds like a joke but it's really it's been a struggle for me so uh anytime there's layers or filters or anything i feel dissociated yeah. i feel like it's not just that's not where i it's not the space i want to occupy as a guitar player huh. as a guitar fan yeah um and so this this is just a you know we could definitely play without these and that's sometimes the case um, 
It's, but this is a version of plugging straight in. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. It's, it's about as close as anybody gets. Well, it sounds fabulous. And Thank I like you. the way you guys are so tight in here, you know? Yeah, we kind of, that tends to be our thing, right? Yeah, I um, think you can read minds better like that. You can certainly see people's faces <laughs> better. <laughs> you know, and, and, and in this band in particular, with Dave King on drums, Jorge Roder on bass, I mean, this is a brotherhood of sorts, you know, we're, yeah. we're quite aligned. Uh, uh, it, it seemed, it seemed like they're really intuitive. They're really watching man. you and going it's where incredible. you go. Well, yeah. so, you know, this is, this is, um, music that comes from a community of thought, you know, it's, right. it's, it references what we grew up with, historical precedents, and just our curiosities about what's possible as improvisers, as people who play songs, as people who reference, you know, the history of our instruments, everything that I, care about as a guitar player these gentlemen care about is for bass and drums respectively yeah. um so it's it is it is the best it's yeah. so fun um and this just the best case scenario is this is just kind of a in support of it yeah fabulous well julian it is so great to meet you, you love well. hearing you do you want to play us off sure give me something cool as we roll the credits yeah of course <laughs> Thank you.